Well, good morning, church. Good morning. What a beautiful Palm Sunday. And this Sunday certainly is a, is a memorable one because it gives a little bit of a different picture for me. Having gone to Israel this past October, I just walking the steps of Jesus. And I'm, not, I'm just getting chicken skins right now because just thinking about it and having walked through the, the place where Jesus entered Jerusalem, those, those gates, gives me a sense of what it all means, what it all, it's all about. So it's a little different for me and meaningful for me this morning. Well, I want to try something. I want to try something different. So I'm going to do this. John, will you go ahead and do it? We're going we're gonna to try to darken this room. Let's see how dark it, we can get this place so dark. I see some phones out there. I know who are you now looking at your phones. Just sit where you are. All right. See some light peeking in through the walls, the up lights in the back, some lights. All right. John, go ahead, John. Thank you. You see, last week, we began our new sermon series, and it's on the series of the I Am Statements of Jesus made concerning himself to the Gospel of John. And you see, these statements by Jesus, he made them to try to give us some insight into who he is and why he came. And last week, we learned about Jesus' first I Am statement. And Yvonne spoke about it last week. And if you, you, you weren't here and you were not able to listen and listen to, our, to the podcast, it's available for you in our app. And there Yvonne talked about Jesus declaring, I am the bread of life. And today's statement by Jesus is this. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world, Jesus says. But before we get into the second statement of Jesus, let's look. Let's look into the background. Let's look into the, the context of, of this statement that Jesus says, I am the light of the world. So I want you to turn to your Bibles and I want to draw your attention to chapter 7, verse 2. A chapter right before Jesus says this statement. And there's a, there's a feast. There's a feast in that verse and the feast of tabernacle. Because you see, this feast of tabernacle provides the backdrop, the background of what Jesus' statement is all about today. Because you see, during the Feast of Tabernacles, there was a great ceremony called the Illumination of the Temple, which involved the lighting of the four golden oil-fed lamps, which was positioned and stationed in the court of women in the temple. And so you see, these lamps were, were huge. Like, there were menorahs, huge menorahs or candelabras. And you see, they stood 75 feet feet high. So imagine what that would look like. And you see, during the Feast of Tabernacles, the people would remember. Remember that God gave them light and guidance when he provided the pillar of fire to guide them through the wilderness. And one of the most spectacular celebrations of the Feast of Tabernacles involved the lighting of torches and it lit up the city. 
People dance through, through the night holding burning torches and in their hands and they're singing songs and praises. All night long, light shone their brilliance. It illuminated the entire city of Jerusalem. So as, as, we, as I am describing this to, to us this morning, church, imagine the scene and try to visualize it. The torches lighting up the night. Imagine if you were in ancient Jerusalem during the Feast of Tabernacles, visualizing, visualizing, seeing these massive menorahs giving tremendous amount of light. And so, it was most likely on the last day of the celebration, towards the end of the celebration of light, that we find Jesus taking part in the feast. And they say perhaps when the lights were starting to, to, to go out, and the feast was, was winding down. And as the people were, people get, they have to get used to, to the darkness now. Again, and Jesus stands up and make another dramatic statement about himself. And he says to the crowd, he says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Just imagine. Imagine the impact, the, 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 the faces of the people that were there and they're standing around and, and to a point when Jesus says, I am the light of the world. And can you imagine probably some of them saying, what on earth is he talking about? Huh? Huh? Of what? Light of what? Does it mean, what does it mean to be the light of the world? Church, how many of you have ever found yourself stumbling in the dark? Recently, have you? I don't know if you've had any, have you experienced any powder outages here in Hawaii? It's never fun to be, to be stuck in the dark. And I remember it was a time when the whole island was, had a power outage. Nothing moved, couldn't go anywhere. It was dark. You see, when the flashlight dim and the batteries finally uh, failed, and there you are in the dark room and you're finding your way around. Think of what it would mean to drive anywhere in the dark without headlights or street lights. Without lights, it is hard to carry on things we take for granted, don't we? Light means so many things for all of us here. We organize almost every activity by the ability to see what light shows us. Light has the amazing ability to show us what we would never otherwise experience. You see, as we look at the I am of Jesus this morning, we can begin to see what he's trying to communicate, what he's trying to teach us today. And, let's, and we're going to look at just two truths about Jesus claiming to be the light of the world. And here it is. The first truth is this, church, is that Jesus is the light who overcomes darkness. That Jesus is the light who overcomes darkness. And he says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. John 8, 12. Note what Jesus is claiming. He is not like other religious leaders pointing to a light or claiming to be enlightened. He's not. He's saying, I am light. He is the source of light. He is the light of the world. Not just the light of Israel, not just the light of Jerusalem, but he is the light of the whole world. Can I hear an amen? 
Amen. So when Jesus said, church, I am the light of the world, it was a statement about his glory. But it was also more than that. It was about what he came to do. John 1.5 tells us the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. What was that like sitting in here in the dark? I know we tried to darken it as much as we can and as much as we could, but what was that like? You're sitting here, we can see light coming through. We see these lights shining, and I see some of, some of your iPhones, I, and Samsung, they were lit up. But church, doesn't that tell you that light shines in the darkness? That no matter what, there's darkness, light will still shine. The word light, if you want to look at it, there's about 20, it's mentioned 20 times in the Gospel of John. And so Jesus referred to himself as the light of all people. He's not just a light of some, but he's the light of all people. By God's own word, light overcame darkness. By God's own word and spirit, his light is still breaking through the darkness in our world today. You know, you are stumbling, think of this, you're stumbling around in a dark room and looking for something or a tool that you need. Would, Would not a little light be helpful? Yes, it would, right? Wouldn't it? But if you need a light and then someone gives you a a hammer and someone gives you a tuna fish sandwich and you're like, that doesn't make sense. But here, the hammer may be helpful for some things. The tuna sandwich certainly can help you when you're hungry. But what you need is light. Light, and as a follower of Christ, we need Jesus as our light, especially in our world that we live in today. In our world, the world in which we live is engulfed with physical and spiritual darkness. Even though we have been given, each of us has 12 hours or so of sunlight a day, but most of the world still lies in spiritual darkness. And Ephesians 6, 12 tells us that for our struggle It's not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Church, sometimes in this world, we feel like evil has a face, and sometimes it does. We have probably seen this very well during these last few months in our world. Just turn on the TV, Turn on your, go into your, your, your social media. The statistics are staggering in domestic violence, in drunk driving, drunk and opiate abuse. And church, it doesn't stop there. There is human hate, bigotry, pornography, sexual perversion, parental disrespect, human trafficking, and countries are fighting against each other and can't have peace. And how about, I think of that family in California of 13 kids in a home. We have seen it in, by the innocent lives lost in gun, gun violence. In Las Vegas, in Florida, in Maryland. Church, my heart breaks. I don't know about you, but my heart breaks because when I see families torn apart because of violence and anger and any addiction that there is. Marriages are falling apart. It's too much. It's too much to handle. And it hurts to see all of these things happening in our world. 
But church, these times when the world events and personal tragedies seem to plunge us into darkness and we may feel like the light has been snuffed out. But the word of God, church, affirms us that whatever happens, whatever is going on, God's light in Jesus still shines. Amen? Amen. And many times darkness that we go through is just not fair. How many of you ever said that? That life is just not fair. It's not. But the good news is that the darkness cannot overcome the light. Cannot. The darkness cannot overcome. Sometimes we, we talk about being in the dark place, don't we? We feel completely overwhelmed. We, we just want a little hope. We want a little peace. We want a little light at the end of the tunnel. We feel like we're trapped in a darkness and there is no way out. But church, Jesus is always there. He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. There is no darkness that Jesus cannot shine through. He says, I am the light of the world. I am the one, the only true God who brings true light into this dark world. And John 12 tells us, I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. And church, he is the light in our darkness. And all around us is stuff we can't make sense. Stuff that will confuse and frustrate us. But ahead of us is the light. The light of Jesus that knows exactly, that knows the way perfectly. Who can guide us safely to our eternal destiny. And, he, and Hebrews 12 two tells us, we, we read that we are to keep our eyes fixed upon Jesus. As he is the only one who really knows the way. Church, I'm completely lost if I didn't have Jesus to follow. I don't know about you. And if we are to make our own way safely through life and into eternity with God, we need to follow Jesus. We need to. And 1 John 1 says, tell us, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with one another. Jesus obediently walked with God's light. His Father's light. And we are challenged to do the same this morning. And if we ignore Jesus or if we want to be our own light, which we often do, we're we're just going to be lost in this dark world. We must let Jesus be the one who gives us light and who lights our way. And that's why he gave us the word of God. And his word tells us what? Your word is a lamp, what? To my feet and a light to my path. And Eugene Peterson says in the message, and he says it like this, by your words, I can see where I'm going. They throw a beam of light on my dark path. If we are serious about Jesus, church, this morning, we need to follow him by getting into his word, getting and reading and studying it carefully. Because see, Jesus leads us through these words in the Bible, and he shows us how we need to live our life by his example. Jesus is the light of the world. So what does it mean for each and every one of us this morning? Jesus can take our inner darkness, the darkness of this world, and can carry us from despair to hope. He can take our confusion and enlighten our mind, giving us wisdom and insight. He can transform even the darkest of death and give us the light of life. Church, the first truth this morning is that Jesus is the light that overcomes our darkened world. 
And secondly, this morning, the second truth is this. As a follower of Christ, as a believer of Christ, we are to respond to the light. How are you responding to the light this morning? How are you responding to the light on your daily walk with him? Because you see, once we believe and understand that Jesus is the light of the world, and we are becoming truly the people that God created us to be, then finally, his light in us calls us to a certain response from, from him. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. As we reflect on that, and that image that he is, we must remember what he says in Matthew 15, 5, 14 to 16. And listen to this. He says, you are the light of the world. Michael, you are the light of the world. Charlene, you are the light of the world. Crystal, you are the light of the world. All of us are the light of the world. He said, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that can't be hidden. No lights on a, no light, no one lights a lamp and then put it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Church, we see believers as the light of the world. Just as the moon has no light of its own, only reflected from the light of the sun. So we as believers reflect the light of Christ, the light of Christ so that all can see him in us and through us. All of us who follow him are charged. All of us in this room are charged to be his light, shining in the spheres of influence that you are in. That is a huge, a big, big challenge for us. Is your light shining today through your actions, through your words? How about this, your attitude? When the word looks at you, when the people looks at you, what do, what, does it, what do they see in you? The love of God, the compassion of Jesus, the heart for the broken and the needy, or the selfishness, the greed, the arrogance, pride, or do they see a self-importance that stand opposed to the good news of the gospel? Church, every time you light a candle, Every time you switch on the light, remember that Jesus is the light of the world and that remember also that he encourages us to let our light shine. Let our light shine, to let his light shine through us. You see, this saying, I am, Jesus saying, I am the light of the world, is the only one of all the I am's. Listen to this. is the only one of all of the I am statements which Jesus also said for his followers. Do you hear that? The only one. And Jesus t- tells his disciples, you are the light of the world. And he tells us that this morning. So what does it mean to live as lights for Jesus? It means, church, we need to follow him. We need to follow him and have the light that can't be hidden. Can't be hidden. It is only when, we are, when our, our relationship with Christ is strengthened and that we are the light of the world. We must always remember that it is the light of Jesus that shines in us. It's not this self-created light. I don't know how you do it, but some people do. But it is God's light. As believers, we become the light of the world. It is not that we have any ability to create our own light 
to the darkness. It simply is this, by being follower of Christ, he gives us the ability to reflect the light. That's why the result isn't that we get the glory. We never get the glory. It should be God who gets the glory for the things that we do for others and around us. Because you see, amazingly, Jesus shined through us, through us and to the world. So church, we need to live like Jesus. And I like saying it this way, we must reflect Jesus. And I like it in a way, I picture it as a Jesus reflectors. There should be a lot of Jesus reflectors walking around wherever you are. And it should be, you is one of them. Jesus reflectors. As Jesus reflectors, we do the battle with the darkness. We bring truth to the blind and, and ignorant. We, we bring hope to those burdened by sin. We bring acceptance and the forgotten and the unloved. To the confused about life, we bring God's word to them. To the sad, we bring joy. To the impatient, we bring reason to be calm. Can you, your life be described in that way? Is this, this is the way the light can and should be reflected and affect us. So church, how are you being a light at work? I'm going to be a little bit meddling here. How about at home? How's your light? Are you being a light around the people you don't like? How about being a light when you're stuck in traffic? When someone's driving really slow in front of you. How about when you're stuck in a grocery store and you're in a cashier and there's about one or two people that are just not going a little faster and you're in a hurry? How about for those of you in the social media? How are you being a light as you're posting in your Facebook, in your Instagram, in your Snapchat? You get the idea, church? Light exists for a purpose, to, illum- to illuminate darkness. You can't hide the light. You have to show it. It seems to me that Jesus is saying to us, that what, saying that as light, Christians or followers need to be available. As light, we need to be available because Jesus is challenging you and me this morning to make serious effort to live in contact with people who don't know him. When you are blessed with his light, make sure you are sharing that light. He has blessed you, so share it and don't hide it. Be available enough to reflect it with others in this dark world. It's the only way they'll ever you'll ever influence their life. I think about the team that was just here, and you saw, and you saw the video, and how they were a light in Texas for that two weeks that they were in. Certainly, it was a dark times for many of the families and individuals, but they were there to do all the nitty and gritty and the tough work, but they were being the light in their dark world. The question it is this morning, church, is that not do you have the light? I pray you have the light this morning. But rather, how much light do you shine? How much light do you shine? Are you a city on a hill? You are there, but maybe you're hiding. Perhaps you're more like a flashlight. A flashlight that just give a little bit light to give direction to someone who is, who's, who's in the darkness right now. How about a little match? Giving off just enough light to point someone in the right direction without any commitment. Church, our lifestyle determines how much light we are willing to release and reflect. Lights will light up everything in our room, including our shortcomings. Church, we need to do a spiritual inventory this morning. Jesus 
is asking, do you really have the light in you, the light of the world shining, or are you kind of like substituting it with your own truth and your own light, whatever that may be? What do your words reflect? What does your lifestyle reflect? What does your attitude, what does, do they reflect the true light? Church, these are great days that we live in because these are dark days. And that's when our light can really shine. You know, um, I have an opportunity, what a privilege it is for people to come and ask me and, uh, to pray for them. And so it was in one of my appointment, previous appointment before Hawaii, someone came up to me and says, Ma- Major, Major Law, Major Debbie, can you please pray for me? I said, sure. And then the person said, I'm one of the only Christians where I work. I said, okay, certainly, that's going to be a really tough, tough one, and then we'll certainly pray, I'll pray for you. And then and the person continued and said, yeah, please pray that I get a different job. <laughs> At first, like, I was shocked, and, but of course, we went through the whole thing. We prayed, we talked about it. But I, as I thought to myself, it's like a light bulb. Think of a light bulb that doesn't want to, to shine in a dark place. The purpose of a light bulb is to shine, and that light bulb just wants to be in the box or be put in a display case, and that's useless and nothing. It doesn't do any good, isn't it? So church, for us, we need to quit whining and start shining. You hear me here? We need to quit whining and start shining. So I really like that phrase, because I tell you, it's been on, my, on me this whole morning, and I said something, stop whining, you got to start shining. So I'm going to ask you to say this with me, okay? Let's all say it. Ready? Go. I'm going to stop whining. Say it one more time. Say it like you mean it. Here we go. Share that with someone right now and say it with, like you're going to do it. Ready? <laughs> awesome. So we're going to have a lot of shining things going around, right? We're going to do that. We live in a world where people are in the state of spiritual darkness. They will never find the light anywhere in the world except for you and me. The gospel that we that we believe and teach. They are watching us. They are watching us in all the things that we do. And so this morning, as we are on this Palm Sunday, the King of Kings, the the light of the world has entered Jerusalem on his way to the cross. And certainly to overcome the darkness of the world. Amen? Amen? Amen. And you were given this morning a candle. A candle that it says, of course, Jesus is the light of the world. And it says, you are the light of the world by, in Matthew 5.14. And church, be a beacon of hope in this dark world. The only thing that he asked of us, that Jesus asked of us, is this. To take his light, his light, and to be the light in our families, in our marriages, in our relationships, in schools, workplace, neighborhood, communities, and even places that people you don't like. And wherever there is darkness, we want to make sure that we can be the candle. The candle. So take the light of the world. That's Jesus. And he says to us, go light your world. (laughs) 
church. Take your candle. Jesus says, I am the light of the world, and you are the light of us. We, you and I, are the light of us. So take your candle. And I'm actually asking you, take your candle. Take it with you as a reminder. Yeah, you don't need this candle because there's not going to be no shortage. There's no darkness that you're going to be facing. But certainly spiritually, we will be facing some darkness. You're probably in one, or you're coming out of it, or it's coming to you. But church, we are the light of the world, and the world needs us. And I don't know about you this morning. I don't know where you're at, what situations you're in. And as we close this time together, just want to give you an opportunity to, to maybe reignite. Maybe some of your candle is a little, is nothing going on. It's been a rough time in life. Struggles have been tough. And I just need, this morning, Jesus is saying, I need to light your candle this morning. And the place of prayer is here. And so take that time to pray and ask God, I want to be, I want to shine this week. I'm going to stop whining, really, and I mean that. And I'm just going to shine in every little part of me, Lord. And so with every eyes closed and, and head bow, I just want to take this time to pray for you. And if you want to come and up and pray, I encourage you to do that and have prayer warriors that will pray with you. And let's just take a moment and to pray and ask God to keep us be the light in the world that we're in. I'd like to pray for you. And if you could just raise your hand where you're at. And I want to lift you up in prayer this morning. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. 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 God knows what you're going through, and I want to lift them all up to you. Amen. Thank you. Father God, we thank you for being the light of the world. And Father, as we approach this Passion Week, we are reminded of what you've done for us and how much you love us. And Father, you've also asked us to be the light for you. And Father, we don't know, I don't know where everyone is, but Lord, as we're holding the candle in our hand, I pray that you will help us, strengthen us to to light the candles that we're holding so that we can be the light to those around us, wherever it may be. And you know each one's situation for those who've raised their hand for whatever reason. Lord, I give them to you and I lift them all up to you and lay them all at the feet of the cross. Help us this week, Lord, to be a light to someone, to be a light in our homes, to be a light in our marriages, to be a light in any of our relationships. And we need you, Lord, and thank you for the strength that you will give us. We love you, Jesus, and we praise you and thank you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen.